Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Tellage Talks. And this week, we are talking about movement, economics of movement for an athlete, and how you can accomplish it. And the man who's doing the talking in this episode is someone I covered in high school football here in Northeast Ohio, who went on to a fine college football career and then played in the National Football League as well. He was the quarterback at Lake Catholic High School, then at the University of Iowa, spent time in the NFL and also in the Canadian Football League. His name is Ricky Stanzi, and right now he is preaching the gospel of GOTA, which stands for Greatest of All Time Athletes. And this movement seeks to get athletes to be economic in their movements, to have fluidity and strength when they run, and to run naturally. We see so much about the excess of shoe cushioning for athletes, and just going back to the basics of running the proper way so as not to injure yourself to have a greater high school football, college, or professional career, or whatever the sport may be. We could be talking about cross country or basketball. He has instances where he looks back at the great athletes from years ago and great athletes of today and how they run and how they are not susceptible as much to injuries. And it takes a little bit of unpacking to get the concept, but I certainly got it. And also, it doesn't take much when you talk about people that are very famous and then have the opportunity to even better themselves as athletes who see the GOTA movement and try to take advantage of it and get some schooling on it. And the greatest case in point in recent time is that of Odell Beckham Jr. of the Cleveland Browns. He did get a session with Ricky and company and had some tweaking done to his running motion. And well, maybe let's have Ricky talk about that and the GOTA movement. We chatted on a Friday night at a high school football game, Lake Catholic against Cleveland Heights. So you'll hear the bands and you'll hear, of course, uh, the football activity in the background. But we had a short little chat while we were checking up on those high school football teams. Ricky Stanzi on this week's Tellage Talks. You teach movement. How specific do you get, Ricky? Well, we get very specific, right? So, I mean, our, our whole system is based off of observation. So it's a slow motion video uh, based system that we use to kind of assess our athletes. Okay. So we'll take any, any, any person that wants to be assessed, we take them through the exact same protocols. From there, we start to look at how they're moving. And so we believe that there is an innate pattern to the human body, meaning there's a proper way to land and there's a proper way to leave. And so that's what we're looking for. So when we studied slow motion video, we were looking at three groups. We were looking at the elite decade plus injury free athlete. We were looking at the indigenous tribes. And then we were looking at the 70 plus age group at the marathons. What we noticed from these people that were staying safe and that were able to be successful for a very long time, they were landing and leaving with the same characteristics. They were exhibiting this innate pattern, if you will. We also looked at the athletes or the people that have the non-contact ACL or the non-contact Achilles okay. that has the chronic pain, the itises. 
or that has the traditional can't get rid of the groin pool, can't get rid of the hammy pool, they also have a pattern, right? So they're landing and leaving in a pattern that we would call WOTA, which is the worst of all time action. So GOTA stands for greatest of all time actions. That's what the system's based off of. And then if we see you moving not that way, we say either your BOTA, meaning you're moving a little bit of both, or your WOTA, and that's full-fledged worst of all time actions. Those are the people that tend to have the non-contacts, that tend to have the chronic pain, and the, the they can't get rid of the constant hammy pull or the constant groin pull, whatever it shows up. We don't get mess, we don't mess around too much with muscles. We want you to understand the pattern. And there's a certain way we want you to, we call it see, feel, rep. I gotta get you to see it. I do that with slow motion video. I'll show it to you. I'll show whatever your sport is. I'll show you those those athletes that are go to in that sport so you can get even more dialed into it. And then we gotta feel it, right? So we talk about back chain dominance. We are a back chain dominant creature, meaning sort of like a rear wheel drive propulsion system, almost like a slingshot. So the muscle on your backside is gonna sort of pull that body into rotation. It's gonna load everything up. You're gonna slingshot out of there and then do the same thing on the opposite side. So back chain dominance is something that we talk about. We wanna be able to feel. Notice how most people stand nowadays. We're more of a front chain dominant society, forward head posture, shoulders, cloaked forward, sunken chest, pelvis underneath the rib cage. Well, why is that? Well, we we sit a lot, right? And like we were talking about with the shoes, you add the shoes into it, the shoes kind of take away the foot's need to support you. You kind of get to shut off a little bit inside that what i call a cast yeah, or a sensory you, deprivation chamber yeah you're you can think much, of it yeah it's you, like a tomb exactly you could think of a chair as a cast for your hip engine your spine engine and your shoulder engine okay. so not only are we sitting and wearing shoes at an alarming rate some of the traditional workout models that we have also destroy the locomotion brilliance that was instilled in us back in that hunter-gatherer phase of our our evolution. I mean, if you look back at the evolutionary timeline, which I always try to take that evolutionary outlook, it's really only been 300 years since mass agricultural revolution has been in play, where the machines are doing the work, we can kind of sit on our butts more often. We can we started to wear shoes more often. Yeah. The, the, not that covering your foot is wrong, because people are like, well, I can't, what if I, I want to wear shoes. I'm not saying that covering your foot is wrong. I'm saying that the, that the design of shoes nowadays is terrible. It's a tight toe box. Yes. It's got arch support, which is ridiculous, because what is an arch? It's support. Yeah. Why would you support support? It is already support. It's built in. And then you get the heel that's elevated. So like we talked about, the zero drop is gone. Now you got this big elevated heel. Yeah, some 10, 10. Yeah, 10 think of a high drop. heel. And then most running shoes allow you to have a heel. So that it's, it's not that covering your foot's bad. It's the design that's bad. So you take those things into account and you start to see how the pattern has been taken from this innate pattern of the GOTA and it's been moved into the WOTA. And like we had alluded to, or we talked about, you got a million plus joint replacements every year and that's not slowing down. In fact, it's going up and it's actually starting at younger ages, which is, it's scary because people are hurting, people want answers and we treat chronic pain the same way that we treat acute pain, surgery and pills. That works for an acute problem. If I get in a car accident, I'm very glad that I'm here in the United States and I've got a doctor that knows their stuff and is gonna patch me up and take and take care of me. But when I have a chronic pain, when I've got a, a muscular imbalance that I can't quite figure out, throwing a pill at it, throwing a surgery at it, that ain't your answer. 
Now, maybe sometimes it's needed because it's so far gone, but more times than not, what we feel is you've got a pattern problem, right? We need to fix that pattern. Most times people will say, oh, my, my glutes inhibited or my, my hammy's tight or my, my calf is this. So you go to somebody, let's say they get that hammy or that glute to activate more okay. or they get it to deactivate because it's too tight. They stretch it. So they either okay. strengthen it or they stretch it. And the problem is you feel good. You, you feel good on the immediate. But the problem is given enough revolutions with that wheel going back to your old pattern, you're going to end up right back where you started from. Now, if you change the pattern, now you've changed everything because you've rewired the nervous system. You've changed the way the brain is going to move. So your brain and your joints, the deepest of the deep, are in constant communication. So if you've got a wonky hip that's not rotating the right way, it's gonna give that information straight to the brain. The brain's gonna go, all right, we got a hip that's not moving, let's tighten up the muscles around it to prevent injury. So your brain is adjusting the spindles on the muscle fibers, and then everybody's messing with the superficial with the muscles, but nobody's touching the deepest of the deep. And so your deepest part of your joint isn't actually vascular, meaning there's really no vein going down there. So it's a force game. So it's about applying force at the joints. That's how you keep the joints healthy, which is why you have all these joint problems because we're not moving, right? So if if the joint stays healthy through force, through movement, and you're not moving, i.e. you're going to have an unhealthy joint. So I've got to move the joint in order to get the nice fluid suppleness in my muscles. I can't just poke and prod on my muscles and hope that everything will go back to normal. You got to address the pattern. That's what we do. The the workouts traditionally force more rigidity than fluidity correct yes absolutely so like well i'll use the analogy that i'll use two analogies i go never would you ever in a fight or flight situation brace your core and drive through your heels right so i'm not ever going to do that when it comes time to run or it comes time to throw the other way of looking at it is you wouldn't feed or don't feed two-dimensional information to a three-dimensional organism right so you're a you're an organism that's built off of rotation like we talked about torque right the rotational force is how we propel ourselves forward but if i'm in a weight room and i'm feeding this up and down elevator shaft type movement into my body because we've been traditionally told what we've been told to brace the core well there's 130 plus joints in the torso so that's a lot of movement so now you're telling the area of the body with the most movement to not move it doesn't make any sense and like i said when we're looking at the best runners the best athletes that are injury free they're getting their head over their foot so their spine is moving side to side it's traveling go to the foot because we mostly what we mostly see is that spines get locked up and then ankles and feet get locked up and then everything in between gets damaged the hip and the knee so when i'm looking at the foot what's the traditional model tripod foot or ground down the four corners of your feet or drive through your heels yeah you can't drive through your heels when you're running because that's not the elastic system right Right. that's not the ball of foot like we talked about if i told you bounce up and down on your heels barefoot you'd look at me like what what do you mean that doesn't make any sense no go ahead try it it hurts it doesn't feel good now bounce up and down on the balls of your feet that's fluid that's explosive that's elastic but if i'm in the weight room and i am telling my nervous system to drive through the whole foot or even worse to drive through the heel well your nervous system's malleable it's going to accommodate what you tell it to do because a dynamic universe wouldn't produce a static organism so you're dynamic you're constantly in interact and you're interacting with your environment always so if you're teaching your foot to drive through the whole foot or through the heel 
you're gonna take that to the field, especially on these max neural drive situations, right? right. So if I'm in a, if I'm underneath the bar, I'm doing a heavy hand clean, and it's ma- it's time for max neural drive. I'm going for that one rep max. You're telling your brain that when it's time to really drive, I got to do it through the whole foot. So what you see most of these ACL non-contacts, they happen at that moment of the big cut. They go to stick that foot in the ground when they're trying to change direction. Too much load. Too much load. And so they, they do it. Every ACL and Achilles looks the same to us. The heel hits, the inside ankle bone goes low, and the knee follows. That's what happens when the Achilles and the ACL goes. So if you're doing that pattern, over time you're breaking you're breaking yourself down. You're chewing on the connective tissue. You're damn you're holding the flamethrower to the hip. But if you're landing in that ball of the foot, you're landing with that rotation like we talked about, knee out, chest out, shoulder out. Now you're safe. Now you're in that, I call it the connective tissue safety net. Okay. So now you're kind of coiled up like a slingshot, and then boom, you explode out of there, land on the opposite foot, reset that rotation, and you do it all over again. It's a very simple pattern to us, and you don't really get to choose what you want to do. You know, So people will be like, well, I, I like to do press handstands. That's great. I mean, but that's not what the body's designed for. We have a we have an awareness problem. So we are the only animal that can look down at, at its biology and go, "Wow, what can I do with this?" So now you have all these people doing all these cool creative things, but the body wasn't designed for that. So then you start to see it break down, right? Doing pistol squats, doing hang snatches, doing press handstands, doing things that yes, the body can do it. But given enough time at it, it's going to start to break it down because it wasn't designed for that. What's it designed for? Walk, run, throw, swing, strike. That's it. Because that's the hunter-gatherer. That's what you needed to do to get food. And you did that for far longer than you've been sitting in chairs and doing traditional lifting. How did you get involved with OBJ? Because recently you guys kind of hooked up mm-hmm. and you and the GOTA folks yep. and uh, tweaked them a bit, right? Yes, yes. What, what was kinda, the deal there? We Well, so what we do is... On Instagram, we, we use photos or we use video to kind of try to prove our points. And we'll often try to tag athletes and show them, hey, we can fix this pattern. You know, so Odell had 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 uh, had an interview where he had talked about something didn't feel right. Right. Okay. He, he used the car analogy. He felt like his hip was a little off. Well, it, it, it is right. So we, we were able to assess it. We're able to look at it and we're able to fix what needs to be fixed. So it was really a case of us reaching out to him through Instagram and saying, hey, we can fix this. And by luck of the draw, he responded to us and said, what do I need to do? So we met up with him, we showed him our system, and hopefully he buys in fully with this and and, and really wants to to give it a go and and really accept those changes to the nervous system. Because like we had talked about, it's a repetition game. That's how the brain learns. It learns through repetition. So I have got to make sure that I'm feeding good information to my nervous system. And the thing that, you know, what we did with OBJ is the same thing we do with any athlete or any human. We, every, first off, all humans are athletes. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not. You had to be. That's the hunter-gatherer. Yeah, that's so cool. any athlete that comes to us, we assess them. We assess them and what gives us the most information is that run. When I see you run, that's when you can't fake your run. You can't lie to us. When you start to turn on the jets, you know. I see who you are right away. You can't hide it. So some people can hide during the standing assessment if they've seen some of our stuff on Instagram. Some people can even hide during the walking assessment. But when I make you run, it's coming out. It's coming out and I get to see your pattern. So that's our easiest way to look at you and say, hey, this, this, and this is off. Here's what we're going to do to recode you and fix it. We, as you mentioned, we're all hunter-gatherers thousands and thousands of years ago. Not only did we hunt for our food, we had to outrun it, we had to outlast it, 
So we're endurance animals oh, yeah. first and foremost. A lot of people don't get that though. No, no, they don't. And like we talked about the book Born to Run, you've got to appreciate that. Why do we love the marathon, right? 26 miles, we love running, right? We, 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 we patronize that sport. It's what everybody's kind of first inkling to do is when they say, I gotta get back in shape. I gotta start running, right? Yeah. It's just so natural to us. And we talked about the runner's high. The runner's high is you're literally re- releasing cannabinoids. Yeah. You're actually incentivized by nature to run. So it all comes back to that running moment. We are the endurance durable athlete because we had to persistence hunt. We had to go chase the game down that was faster than us, but they couldn't outlast us. So through very good tracking skills, through great communication, through the team, the tribe, you're able to go out on a hunt and take down prey and then bring it back. And then if you look at the gathering aspect of that, that's the interaction with the ground. And so we even keep it simple. There's really two patterns that become one, squat and hinge. Squat and hinge is how you gather. You combine squat and hinge when you're gonna propel yourself through space. It's really that simple. That's what was needed on a day-to-day. That's what you gotta make sure is right. And you cannot let yourself code those movements improperly because they're gonna transfer over to your locomotion. So you have to be very careful with what you do. You don't get to do whatever you want, unfortunately, right? It's an awareness problem. I don't get to do pistol squats, why? Because it teaches the wrong thing. It messes with the landing. We don't do it. There's a reason why we don't do it. If you wanna do it, you gotta go somewhere else because we're not gonna let you do it. When you talk about like the squat, that's that's like the indigenous people, or we see people maybe even in third world countries. That's kind of how they they move their bodies or they rest their bodies. Yes. Whereas we need a chair, we need yes. a sofa, yes. we need something soft to sit on. They're just on their haunches Absolutely. down, you know, maybe eating some rice or whatever it might exactly. be. Exactly. You you kind of are your own chair. <laughs> yeah. Is the best way to put it. Like you're literally your own chair. You would just you're able to just sit down and there's no chair there. And you go all the way down into a resting squat. That's why it's called the resting squat. So the other fact of the fa- of needing to run all day was that we needed to interact with the ground like I was just talking about, but we rested on the ground. We slept on the ground. So movement and rest are flip sides of the same coin. So the way you rest is going to affect the way you move. So when you're resting in a chair and you're going on a sitting marathon and now you're starting to tighten up the hips, you're starting to get front chain dominant with the spine, the shoulders starting to cloak forward, what you're doing is you're messing with movement because you're resting. Now, rest is not bad. Yeah. We want to sit. I want to sit right now, right? We've been standing for this game. <laughs> it's a natural thing. Rest is okay. In fact, the ground in the resting squat, they produce that parasympathetic response, right? The, the, the calm nervous system, the rest and digest. So we're messing with our rest and digest, right? We're messing with our parasympathetic nervous system when we sit in the chair. Gotcha. It's got, it's, it affects the nervous the nervous system. It affects blood pressure. There's a, it goes very deep. And I'm not surprised that we have heart conditions and blood pressure problems and those type of things because we're stuck in a chair all day and the blood flow is not able to travel as fluidly as it should from just resting on the ground. When you're on the ground, you have to use your hips. You have to use your spine. You have to use your shoulders. Why? Well, there's no chair to hold you up. The only time you ever really turned everything off was when you laid down on the ground. That was when it was time to shut everything off. And so sitting on the ground without giving too much of go to away is actually how you keep the landing and the leaving 
tuned up. So the the resting but posture. Not many people can do that though, yeah, right? I no, mean, they can't. So you got to ease them back into, ease it. Them into it. Like think about if I told you you couldn't. Think if you didn't have all the elbow flexion, it'd be very hard to eat, right? We of course we can flex our elbows all the way, but most of us can't flex our knees all the way. We don't really care why. We don't need to. We, don't need we got to. chairs. But flexing your knee all the way and extending your knee all the way is part of a healthy body. We don't need to do it anymore. So we lose that ability, right? So the joints start to go crazy because of that. Muscles start to get imbalanced. It's an upstream downstream problem. And then we're sent on this hunt trying to fix it. So you'll continue to kind of tweak athletes that you see via social media. Absolutely. Or, and then the word trying to get a hold of Cam up. Newton. Cam Newton, is yeah. he running wrong? He's got it. So his, he sprained that left foot. And I see it in slow motion. I know why he sprained his left foot. He's landing with a straight leg. Remember what we talked about? You move in spirals, not lines. So when you're coming down hard and you're not you're not creating rotation through that hip joint, you're, you're moving in lines. You're feeding two-dimensional information to a three-dimensional organism. You're starting to beat up your connective tissue, right? So then you start to, you're, you're beating up your shocks, right? You're going to have problems. It might be your foot, might be your ankle, might be your knee, might be your hip. Everybody's getting enamored with where they got hurt at. I'm enamored with your pattern. I see your pattern that's wrong. Sure, it was your foot. For the other guy, it might be his knee, right? You're gonna go, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna fix the pattern and that's gonna alleviate whatever tension you have on that on that wheel or whatever part of your body is, is going wrong. So we're trying to show athletes that we can fix them, we can recode them, we can give them three to five years. We can give them more money in their pocket, right? We can add that longevity because you got to be endurance durable. That's what Goto was created off of. Gilly, the guy who created it, Jose Bosch, he first and foremost wanted to secure athletes. He was sick of the ACL. He was sick of the Achilles. He was sick of the chronic pain. He was in pain himself. He has three levels of, of uh, disc problems in his back, so he couldn't find the answer. So the, the Goto system was built off of security first. It just so happens that when you're endurance durable, you're also explosively fluid. It's like the Bruce Lee, man. Bruce Lee talked about it. You gotta be like water, right? It's it's fluidity. Fluidity is what makes you explosive. It's what's making you strong. Don't think about being just brute strength and having a one rep max as strength. That's not gonna do it for you. You wanna be fluid, man. You wanna be able to flow from side to side. Cause guess what sports is? Walk, run, throw, swing, strike. Yeah. Baseball, throw, swing, golf, swing, hockey. You're running on ice, swinging, football, run, throw, catch, catch the ball, catch the prey. It's just the same, it's a game. It's a game to us. It's what we're all built to do. So everybody that's an athlete is a runner. All humans are runners. So you kill, you don't get to say, well, I don't run. Sorry, that's what we do. <laughs> we're, yeah, runners. we're all runners. We're all runners. Was it kind of cool to see OBJ almost go 22 miles an hour when oh, he took that pass and I took it to what, the house? We were a little fired up. Us, us go to guys, we're a little fired up. We got on the FaceTime immediately. The big thing we saw is when we we put the screen on and we we put all of us got our iPads up and we we're slow mo videoing it. We saw his, we saw Goda. We, saw, we Goda. saw it, yeah. We saw what we wanted to see from that hip. We saw what we wanted to see from that spine. And so we're encouraged. We and we hope that he's encouraged and that he sees and goes, yeah, man, that's what I want. I want to feel that way. And so. I want to work with more Browns players, right? There's guys like Denzel Ward and, and Greedy. I, I see what they got going on. I, I got hammies going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. I see what they they got the they got the toes out. They got the they're 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 landing straight. They're working off the weak side of the foot, the inside. 
It's all fixable. You can recode your nervous system, guys. It's a malleable thing. It's going to respond to what you feed it. You just got to feed it good information. Great concept. Awesome to talk to you. I appreciate it. All the best to you, Ricky. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Thanks very much to Ricky Stanzi for the great chat about the GOTA movement. And I look forward to more uh, contact with him in the future and seeing how this situation develops for Ricky and the people associated with the GOTA movement. I also want to point out the book that he talked about, Born to Run, written by Christopher McDougall, is certainly been kind of like the anthem for the uh, free running movement, if you will. And it spotlighted those indigenous people down in the Copper Canyons of Mexico, the Tarahumaras, and how they run very economically. They run free, they run happy, and they certainly don't have much protection on their feet. They cut up old tires and make sandals out of them and still can run incredible distances with great effort and a lot of fun in their motion. And so that is something if you'd like to... uh, to get more of an idea about where he's coming from with this movement and what has led him to the point where he is today, Born to Run by Christopher McDougall. That's one of my favorite books. It certainly helped me get into ultra marathoning and running long, long distances as well. Check that out, Born to Run by Christopher McDougall. He's quite the author. Also want to point out some recent episodes that we have had here on the podcast. Episode 30, a great shout out to the fine coach of the Mentor High School Football Cardinals, Steve Trivisano, who won his 200th game recently. Congratulations, Coach Triv. He is retiring at the end of this season. And also episode 29, our buddy Desiree Cowie. She's the ultra marathoner, the adventurer, She was a lady who competed in Ironman triathlons, 100-mile ultramarathons, stage day races of six days or more where they cover incredible amounts of uh, terrain in all parts of the world. She's actually competing in an adventure in Spain at the present time. And so uh, if you want to check out her, her story, she is episode 29, Desiree Cowie, on one of my recent editions of Tellage Talks. Thanks very much for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and pass the word along if you like to have these kinds of interviews and uh, this content continue. Just uh, give us a help here on any social media, sharing it, and otherwise, I certainly would appreciate it. Thanks to Ricky Stanzi once again. Thank you for listening. We'll see you the next time on Tellage Talks.